listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick. I work in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, and we just had a really riveting discussion um, with Philip Bradley and Larry Campbell from Nonviolence Works. And one thing we didn't mention is that we've also been working with something called Peace Circles here in the Archdiocese, which is a, a wonderful opportunity to bring people together to work through some of these feelings, some of these thoughts, some disagreements that they have with each other. Um, and sometimes they can be used just kind of like an icebreaker exercise to get people to know one another. But it's a great way to to, to just bring people together. Um, and we've been doing these virtually since um, since people were in lockdown and since all of this violence has been happening in our country. And certainly, if you're interested in learning more about that, um, we can we can support parishes, offer some racial healing circles. You can contact us at ohds at archchicago.org. And we'll be happy to help you and point you in the right direction to um, get involved with those peace circles. And again, as Philip and Larry said, you can reach out to them at nonviolenceworkschicago.org and find out all kinds of things about um, those eight steps to nonviolence and how to bring some presentations to your parish, to your schools, to your communities. Okay, with that in mind... I am going to welcome a new co-host, and he's not really new, but he's new to this hour. <laughs> Ray Pingoy, are you with me? Hello, hello. Hey, Don. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yes, it's it's great to have you on, Ray. As, as I've said, we're okay. appropriately social distancing. We have one person in the studio. That's me. And, of course, Mike May, our engineer. And then uh, everybody else, we're just calling in. So this is great. Yeah, it's always a gift to uh, to join you in the radio show and uh of course, uh, promoting our uh, our Department Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. Yes. Man, we need Jesus right now, huh? We need the we Prince of Peace. We sure do. And I don't know if how much of the last half hour you heard, but that's one of the things that the, the fellows yeah. from Nonviolence Works were talking about was that they base everything they do on Jesus and the fact that Jesus handled conflict. Jesus worked through anger. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he had righteous anger, right? Um, mm -hmm. And but he worked through it to in a nonviolent way to bring people together and then to reconcile was the last step. And we all we know as Catholics how important reconciliation is certainly. Right. This is our call. This is our call to be Jesus in the world right now because, yeah, uh, we definitely need his uh, his peace here to reign on on earth. But for sure, and and so one of the things I think that's also super appropriate in the times in which we find ourselves. Um, is is assessing something St. John Paul II did back in the 90s. Um, he, mm -hmm. he, he promulgated an encyclical called Evangelium Vitae, um, the gospel of life. And this is, um, 
you know, since it was was promulgated, it's it's kind of informed the respect life work around the United States and certainly around the world. Um, but you know, our our in all in all their wisdom, the the uh, the pro life secretariat at the USCCB is kind of dusting that off and hoping to focus on it this whole year. Um, for a lot of reasons. One, it's been 25 years since. Can't the, believe it. Yeah, yeah, 25 years. So it's the silver anniversary <laughs> yeah. of, of that document. Um, and, you know, it just amazes me how prophetic some of our popes are in their writings. Um, you know, we, we've often talked on this show about how prophetic Pope Paul VI was in Humana Vitae and really noting what, what was going to happen to the world when we didn't have respect for life. Um and we didn't have respect for God's creation um, of life from the moment of conception. Um, and he was so prophetic. He he predicted that families would break down, that women would be abused more, that um, pornography was going to become rampant. And, uh, you know, sex, slavery, everything that's that we're seeing in today's mm-hmm. world was come to light since he predicted it. So that was that was in the in the 60s. But then. John Paul II came out with this gospel of life in the 90s, and uh, he was talking about the uh, the fruits of a culture of death, which are poison fruit, um, and and what he could our our culture was undergoing, and uh, how how much worse it was going to get. So let's let's just unpack that for a few minutes, Ray. Um, what 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 do you? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about what what you see in that uh, document and how it's how it's. Uh, it's coming to light and, and what we can do, how by focusing on on the gospel of life, we might help our help our society a little bit. Yeah, first of all, I can't, again, I can't believe it's already been 25 years. We're celebrating the 25, uh, 25th year anniversary of this gospel of life. I remember, I think I was still in high school during that time. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just hearing some, some news about it. I didn't get to read it until I was uh, maybe like freshman in, in um in a uh, college, but it really did speak to me during that time as as a young person, sure. because uh, as we all know, the gospel just just that uh, word itself, the good news, it brings joy in your heart, sure. right? And then and then uh, John Paul II in, in this uh, in this, this encyclical letter, um, he he brought out that great point that there's there's this good news and and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know, and he's inviting us to build that culture, that culture of of life. Yes, to build a culture of life. Um, unfortunately, he talked about how we were living in a culture of death, um, mm-hmm. and and like I said, some of the fruits that come out of that are um, are d- indeed fruit, but they're but indeed, they're yeah. but they're poison fruit or you know, I, rotten. I, yeah, yeah. I often think about um, the movie Snow White. And you had this this old lady coming to uh, Snow White's door with what looked like a beautifully packaged yeah, right. treat, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was just the prettiest, shiniest, largest, juicy-looking apple you can imagine. And Snow White b- bought in hook, line, and sinker, and the lady talked her into it with all of her wiles and, and uh, evil uh, intent. And Snow White took a bite of that apple, and then what happened? She became numb and, uh, and and went through life in a slumber until her true love came around. I mean, these, these are all kind of the story that Jesus saving us, right? Right. Um, and the enemy does that, right? He uh, makes sure that it looks right and nice, but 
really in that fruit. It's a, it's a rotten one, and it plants that seed within our culture. And now we're seeing more and more of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what does he talk about? Um, we're going to have to take a break in just a minute, but let's. What, what are some of the things he says are evidence of the culture of death? Well, I mean, he he, he mentioned the many things that uh, that you already uh, talked about in uh, in this whole uh, I, in this whole culture of, of death, where we start using each other as just mere objects to mm-hmm. to just uh, satisfy our our own wants and our own desires, in a sense. But the the, the greatest thing that I saw in this uh, one of the greatest things I saw in this encyclical is that uh, he calls us out. Uh, in in uh, our responsibility to life, yeah. it's not just for the priests. It's not just for uh, for the bishops. It really is for us. And yeah. he calls us in this: the defense and promotion of life belongs to every human being. That's all of us. Sure, and that I mean that just reminds us that you know if you're going to complain about the church, well, we're the church. Right. You can't just complain about it. Do something about it. Right. We're the church. Right. Um, and and just like we're not just you know, we're, we're not just a part, we're not just looking at society, we're a part of it. So mm-hmm. why, why not um, take it back and, uh, and, and behave in, in, the, in the most, the, the correct ways instead of um, ways that promote a culture of death. Um, but, you know, I think he, he was talking, I mean, this is a 99 page document. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not short, but it, but there are much longer ones. But certainly 99 pages is a, a lot to, to be talking about. Um, this topic for sure. I mean, and, he, and he doesn't shy away from that big topic of abortion either. He, mm-hmm. uh, he talks about this unspeakable crime, and this is his own words, unspeakable crime of abortion. Sure. Among the crimes against life, abortion is particularly deplorable, he says. So he well, doesn't shy away from these things. Well, and, let's, and let's, let's think about that for a minute. So that abortion is actually taking the life away from our most vulnerable, right? You should mm-hmm. be the most secure and the most... Um, taken care of when you're in your mother's womb wouldn't wouldn't you think that that's like like the the safe place or it should be so if if a if a baby in that situation isn't safe and secure then when are we ever right yeah and and wouldn't you live life a little defensively (laughs) to say the least if you never ever feel safe um and we've already ingrained in people that there really is no safe place right so that's I, i think that's some of the the that poison fruit that comes about mm-hmm. from from taking away what should be the safest place on earth um, and making it a war zone, so to speak. Um, we talked about nonviolence principles in the last half of this this hour. Um, we're turning that womb, which should be a safe place, into a place of violence, um, and and that certainly isn't the way to to solve anything, right? Um, and one of the things that Philip said in the in in when the definition of violence is um, that it always, it, it promotes a lie. That's mm-hmm, when people, mm-hmm. violence happens because a That's lie it, has been yeah. promoted. Um, and so think about what, what that means. You're saying that this is not a life. This is not, this, yeah. this creature in the in the womb is not a human being with dignity. And that's a lie. Right. And people have bought yeah. into it hook, line, and sinker. And the, the, the enemy, the, the evil one, really just clouds that and he, he, John Paul II talks about this in paragraph 59, actually, and this is the cloudiness of it, the evil part of it, the confusion part of it, is that the acceptance of abortion, he says, signifies man's increasing incap- uh, incapacity to distinguish good and evil. Mm-hmm. 
the confusion of it, calling uh, something like abortion as a woman's rights, you know, calling an abortion something that women uh, need this. Uh, we need to stand up for what's right and, and uh, let everyone know and stand with the truth that it's a killing of an innocent life, right. the most vulnerable, as you mentioned. Sure. Okay, you know what? It's break time already. This time goes by so fast. So if you all can hang with us and Ray and I will continue this discussion after on the other side of the break. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We have been ready through many historic moments and we continue to respond with competence and compassion during these unprecedented times. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the risks, excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who remain open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that to-go meals continue for the homeless, to our home care aides, service coordinators, and trained counselors who continue their work in the most innovative ways, to our food pantry staff, and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. Thanks for hanging with us on Fully Alive. I'm Don Fitzpatrick, along with Ray Pingoy. We're here from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, and we're talking about the gospel of life and um, and what it says to our times and the fact that um, it was promulgated 25 years ago by St. John Paul II. And, and again, it's a prophetic work. It's a prophetic work. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the there's, there's fruit that is born 
um, from our culture, whether it's good or bad. And unfortunately, there's a lot of poison fruit. So because of the culture of death that we find ourselves in. Um, so some of the things that, you know, the USCCB has asked us to focus on this document this year um, to help heal our society, to help take care of people, to help our um, our fellow Catholics to understand what it means to be Catholic, what it means to be um, respecting of the sacredness of life from conception and natural death. And I think we've, unfortunately, we've gotten to a point where there's a big political divide and people think, well, if I if I believe in this, then I I can't, you know, be this party. Or if I uh, believe in that, I must be Republican or Democrat, which is not what being Catholic is all about, right? Um, we're, we're just Catholic, and we believe in life from conception and natural death. And that, and that means, you know, taking care of our unborn children. That means um, feeding the hungry, you know, clothing the naked, respecting each other's um, lives. Uh, take, it means uh, solving problems nonviolently. It means um, every, everyone is equal in the eyes of God, no matter what, what country, what race, what uh, orientation they come from, Right. Um, all, all of this, and, and of course, respecting our, our elderly and that their lives are um, God's to end, not ours or theirs. So these are, these are all a part of um, what it means to live in a culture of life. So, and to promote a culture of life, certainly, which is, you know, it's an interesting time we find ourselves in with um, a, a lot of disrespect for life that we see all over, and not just with abortion, right, Ray? Um, right, right, and uh, yeah, just just as you mentioned, uh, with the gospel of life as well, John Paul II invites us in 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 this. There's a lot, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of uh, bad, uh, rotten fruit out there that people are just really eating up. Uh, but we are all called to proclaim the truth. We're all called to call out what is uh, good and and. And, and call out what is bad and invite them to to celebrate the gospel of life right Pro, uh, the proclamation of this uh, he says John Paul II in, in the gospel of life the proclamation of this must also be a celebration we can't uh, we can't just be complaining and kind of dragging our feet or or uh, uh, like you you said also Don about being divided as, as a nation uh, in this we need to proclaim this as a celebration that an invitation to this gospel of life because mm-hmm. Jesus has won this already, right? Um, and and so we continue on with with that uh, that courage and that bravery to to stand up for what's right. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so what are you know? As I said, the U, the USCCB is asking us to focus on this this year. This this will yeah. be the theme of our Respect Life Month in October, and it will be the theme for the whole upcoming year. Um, so, you know, we're hoping to educate people a little bit um, in our pews and across our archdiocese on the gospel of life and then help invite people to, to start to live it out. Um, and so some ways we're gonna, we can do that, you know, we'd, we'd really like the parishes to focus on something called Walking with Moms in Need, which we, mm. haven't, we haven't been able to really uh, dispense that those materials yet because of everything that was going on with the lockdowns and um, and the churches being closed. But um, but there's a project out there to help our churches to recognize um, first of all what all the great things we do for people, right, and all the wonderful resources that we can offer to people in need, um, especially moms in need. And if a if a woman needs something and she's a single mom or she's you know it has has um, 
some something lacking in her household or she's she's in trouble the, the church should be the first place she comes right um and the church should be equipped with resources and information um that she he can point her right to that the church can point her right to whether it's um you know, a place to live or uh, baby supplies or uh, food or education or how, how to get a, a job or, you know, daycare mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. The church, right. Should, the church should be able to help with that. Um, and in a lot of cases we can, but people don't realize that they should come to the church first. They usually think the church is too, is a judgmental place. We want people to know that the church is a loving place and that, and we are absolutely the field hospital. Right. We should yeah. be the, the place people want to come and get healed. So um, so and I think that's what John Paul II was talking about in this gospel of life was, you know, we have to we have to give people the opportunity to love life and to live it to the full. Right. That's why we call this radio program fully alive. We base it on the abundant life, living life abundantly that, um, you know, in the gospel of John, Jesus talks about he came to uh, to give life and to give it abundantly. What do, what do you think he meant by that? What do you think? Yeah, it really, it is an, a celebration. It's an invitation to to that gospel of life, to that fullness of life. And and uh, um, we are we are all called to build up his kingdom here on earth, to, to build that culture of life. And you said it, Don, we, we are all called to do that. Um, as mentioned already in the beginning, it's, you know, it's not just, our pastor's job it's not the uh those who are working for the church but really all of us mm-hmm. so if you have if you have that heart and, and maybe maybe it, you, you you might not even see your yourself or you might not even see a, a place for yourself to serve uh the church in this way this is this is a sign this is a call right now for you to to um take on that invitation um to serve others especially these uh, these women that are in need, uh, mm-hmm. these uh, pregnant women that are in need of of that. It, it's the whole. It, that's the beauty of it. It's the holistic approach. It's not just that we're we're uh, providing them, which is a great thing, uh, food or shelter. But really, it's it's the holistic approach, body and soul, in in um, just re- recognizing and and reminding them their full dignity. Sure. Right. And and that we are there to help them and to help each other in this great uh, journey. Well, you know, and, and I'm kind of reminded of the the parable Jesus told about the sheep and the goats, you know, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. on Judgment Day, is he, he's going to say to you, well, well, you know, you didn't serve me. When did I not serve you? Well, when you didn't serve the least of my my uh, brothers or my my family, you didn't serve me. So, you know, we're we're called to serve each other. That Jesus says that over and over again. We're called to serve each other. We're called to help each other. Um, and we're not necessarily called to be comfortable. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's what I think is a misconception. People think, well, um, it should be easy. You know, Jesus, if I love Jesus, then everything should come very simply. And that's not true. Um, it wasn't easy for him. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to him? Oh, they killed him. So um, hopefully we, we wouldn't be, be killed for, for wanting to bring peace to the world and save others. But, but we should be trusting enough in God that we're doing his work and it's not going to be comfortable or easy. So that's, that's an important thing that um, he, he says there right in the gospels. So, yes. And there's growth in that. Uh, mm-hmm. We become, we come closer and closer to, to him uh, who, who's the one calling us 
to himself, right? So yeah. yes, it it we really need to to be that for the world in in, in the parish as well. It's a great reminder for us. We need to start seeing our parishes as as as, uh, as, as our family, and it really does start with with our family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily just an individual thing that we do individually serving, but really as a family we serve. Right, and in the Gospel of Life, John Paul II calls upon the family as the sanctuary of life, Absolutely. and so he calls the parents, he calls each member of the family to do their part in this, to start recognizing themselves, uh, their family, um, in his or her own personhood. Yeah, it's, it really does start there, right? It really okay. starts starts there. That Gospel of Life, this education of of who they are, it starts within that family. It does. Okay, so we only have about a minute left, but I did want to just let everybody know that we have started conducting some book studies around the Gospel of Life, Evangelium Vitae. Um, We're conducting one right now. I think there's only one or two more weeks left of it, but we'll probably run one again after that. Um, We do want the parishes to um, to really open, break open this this encyclical, see how it applies, how you can apply it, um, and and focus on the theme of the Gospel of Life for the next year. Um, and certainly opening your, your parishes, opening your family to people who, who need help and that they should know that they can come there um, to get help and to, to, to make their life more abundant and to live life to the full. So you can certainly give us a call if you're interested in this, um, 312-534-5335 um, or 5355, either one. And um, and we'll be able to talk to you about when, when the next opportunity to join a study would be. Um, check our website, respectlifechicago.org, and, um, and pay attention to the bulletins at your parishes as well, because we, would, we hope to be um, opening this up more and more as the year goes on. And certainly when we have our Respect Life Month in October, hopefully all of your parishes will have lots of materials on the Gospel of Life. So, last couple of words, Ray, before we go to we end this uh, session. For yeah, today. no, I just really would like to invite everyone to dive into this gospel of life. If you haven't read it yet, it's it's full. It's it's rich with with this great uh, building foundation of uh, of building the the gospel of life, building this culture of life. So we invite you to just dive right in there. And you can get it at the Vatican websites and Evangelium Vitae. Just Google it, and you can get the whole document for free. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'd like to thank Phil Bradley and Larry Campbell, certainly from Nonviolence Works for being with us. Thanks to Ray Pingoy and Ryan Lentz. And we will talk to you in August. God bless you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.